With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. Hope you're all good and well out there. Make sure you hit the like button. Let's get it up to a thousand. And as you can see, I just wanted to highlight someone's hypocritical attitude. If you've seen in recent weeks, I've been accused. My name's been dragged through the mud. I've been docked points in the prediction league table. Not that rightly so, rightly so. It must be rightfully so. Must be said. Oh, rightfully yeah. So. The, the jury hasn't got back to us yet, but we'll see <laughs> what the final answer is on that one. But I think the jury's got some more work to do because, as you can see, we're, we're missing a certain someone. We're missing but, one of my main uh, aggressors. In the uh, you know what? The pressure, the pressure's got to him. Just as I'm, <laughs> you know, breathing down his neck, I'm, I'm closing in on him. I went three 0 in the prediction league. By the way, I bet you're celebrating that mad wacky goal. Um, <laughs> now and now I mean, he's a no-show. He's worried he's going to fall. He's going to fall bottom of the table. And I hear it. At least Turkey has turned up to court. Do you know what I mean? Lee hasn't even turned up. Guilty, guilty, guilty. I don't know what to say. I don't so know what to say. Were we in agreement here for a punishment? Or well, the rules say he's got two more minutes to make yes. an appearance. So well, the rules say oh, one minute now. It's, I think I think he's docked points anyway, but he's one minute away from entering the second threshold, which is oh, yeah. is that what it is? Okay, yeah, wow. but I can't okay. remember what the rules are. Is it one point in the first twenty and then two in the twenty after? Is it something like that? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, nah, it wasn't. It was one point per twenty minutes. Come on, guys. Yeah, that's it. So one no, point for the first twenty yeah. minutes. You're late. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant two points for the second twenty minutes. Oh, well, are, you, are, are you are you one of the defendants as well, Jordan? Yeah. No, I'm just I'm just being fair. I'm, I'm I'm just listen. I'm that person in the court, just member of the public, just being nosy. I'm just I've got a, I'm on my lunch break. I'm just keeping an eye on what's going on. I I got no influence, no no preference. Just just minding my business. Just saying. I'm starting to think you don't want me to get third place. <laughs> <laughs> the reality is, James, I don't care either way. This third, be- fourth. This would be a great story. This is like Brighton chasing Europe. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm playing the best football in the pod. 
you know, and <laughs> and everyone looks sort of loves a yeah, loves a, an underdog story, and I could nick yeah, third place. Been, yeah, you have been getting some love in the comments, James. You have been getting some love in the Thank comments, you. to be fair. So yeah, maybe maybe your football in, in this analogy is is the best on the pods uh, currently. Wow, it's so a fair point. Thanks so much. And he's just hit the 20 minute threshold. This is great. No news. way. So where does that put me? Does that put me level on points? I think it does, you know. I think it does. Oh, so shameless. <laughs> I'll take it all. Take it all. Oh, dear. Don't even bother oh, knocking him the points. Just give the two to me. Add the buzzer. We've got we, we've got a late entry here. Have we got a late entry? A late always, entry. Always right. Oh. I've been in there for a couple of seconds. Right, that one. A couple of seconds ain't gonna help you, mate. Listen, guys, I am so sorry. Like, I, I um, I played football yesterday, and I've I've done my groining, and I've, I, I um, was icing it up and all that, and I just fucking totally forgot to put my alarm on. Just totally forgot, like, you know what I mean? It happens. It happens. It happens. You remember? I, did you remember when he called me just two minutes ago? I said. I've slept through my alarm. Now he forgot to put his alarm. No, on. I, 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 I just uh. Hold on, just, just testing out this. I I actually thought I'd put my alarm on, but I hadn't. Well, they do say that's a side effect of groin injuries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Loss of memory. <laughs> you pulled out the groin injury card. Oh, no, it's off. It's, it's off. It's off. Well, he didn't take that one too well, did he? He's a mess. He's a mess. It's about 10 minutes to type it in again. <laughs> What's he doing? He's typing the link. That's what oh, you know. Geez. He was actually up the whole time. He just doesn't want to admit that he doesn't learn how to copy and paste. Takes him two hours. <laughs> Takes him a couple of hours. Who's going to tell him the good news? He had the work to do. Who's going to tell him the good news? What about the points oh. dropped? Yeah. Oh, go yeah, on. me. I'll go. Do it. I'll do it. Oh, go on. You go. You go. You do it. The guy slags off tactical insight. What? What? Watch this tactical insight coming right now. <laughs> In the background, I'm actually going to get the table ready so I can edit it once he agrees to the doctor points. So you you actually took the doctor points. You you went in. Yeah, I, I took sort... two points off myself. Well done. You're a noble man. Yeah, I'll check. I'll check that later on. But you'll, we'll, we'll make sure that you're a, no, you're you a noble. Want. You're a noble, lazy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you. He's back That's again. He's typed in the link. Well done. Welcome back. What a mess! Wrong button. Look up. Like, <laughs> He's a mess. He's a mess. Wake up, me. I pressed the button to come back. You didn't. Oh, we're not. What the fuck? Leaves and pieces. <laughs> oh, I'm back. Oh, God. We've got, some, anyway, like, yeah. <laughs> we've got some news for you, leader. I think James would like to relay. You're getting dot two points, mate. You're level on points oh, with me. Sure well, I'll have a fucking fight. I'll have everything going on with this. Right? Yeah, I, mean, so. yeah, I actually said to Turkish. You're in a relegation trap. I actually said to Turkish... I ain't bothering turning up no more. So it was like I fucking lost, lost uh, with him winning on fucking. And I, I, you know, so you, I don't give a fuck. You can fucking take the old lot of fucking. <laughs> 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 
you come fucking we second, did. third or fourth, it don't matter, you've got to fucking win, that's it, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, look, it's more about you're in a relegation scrap, welcome, welcome to the, the small time. I can't hear you, I've gone deaf. <laughs> Can we get on with the fucking show? We're running late. Come on, let's get on with it. Like, huh? Mate, we started the show. We're late. We're in. We're live already. <laughs> Boy, we better not be like that. We are, mate. Look in the top left hand corner. Oh, you bastards. <laughs> you absolute. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, I, I'll show you that now, right? <laughs> I deserve points put on there. <laughs> That's twice you've done that to me now, like, you know what I mean? I'm not happy, like, you know what I mean? I'm not happy, like. I want to just get between ourselves, like, and you've gone live, Turkish. I'll tell you, like. Yeah, I'm not blaming that, James, and I'm not blaming John, I'm blaming you. You know what I mean? I wish you was here to hear the convo leading up to us, going, like, Oh, jeez. You might well, share with it. I'll watch it back later on, I like, you know. Um, but you are a serial vendor. <laughs> and we've kept it, you know, under the, you know, kept it under the, well, kept it under the carpet on many, many occasions. One time I've done, one time, and you've done this to me, like, you know what I mean? Savage. Savage. Absolutely yeah. savage. Savage. That is it. It is savage, like, you know. I hope everybody don't know about my groin strain. That's the one thing. <laughs> Listen, the whole Forever Arsenal community knows about your green stuff. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm late, guys. I've got a real arse injury. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no worries. We've got to set my alarm. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm all iced up. I'm all iced up. <laughs> Did you win? <laughs> yeah. Now we've got stuff yesterday as well. Like one. Well, I've done, be honest, I, I played Wednesday night uh, for, our, for our side, you know, and we was playing six aside just so it was a little bit short. And I didn't want to let anybody down, but you know when you know your body's not going to not gonna handle it two games like, you know, especially after playing the weekend as well. And, uh, yeah, my body just give up, like, you know, went round six players, and as I shot, um, you know, like, my, my groin went, like, you know, as it hit the back of the net. <laughs> if you believe that you believe about my love <laughs> yeah. can we just get on with show lads please like, you know, it's not only well, I've mean, got physio later on groin gate it's not only our groin gate no, yeah. very wild dreams it sounds like Lee's also got some very, very wild dreams as well beat six man and buried it <laughs> I just forgot to say it as a laugh what a story. <laughs> so we, so listen, I'm just here. I'm the host. I'm impartial. I'm unbiased. I just want to know, are we letting Lee off with this? Or... Yes. I don't, no. I don't care. I'm Two clear points at the top. It doesn't really matter to me. Two points off. Give the fans what they want. This, you Give the fans what they want. It's a proper race for the bottom between <laughs> me and Lee. Scrap the two points. No, because no, you've, no, you've, no. you've never let us down. Every, every James, you never let us down once, have you? Never. I'm not... Uh, never, not once. Um, you know, I, I, listen, I don't get it. You want to take points off me, you take the points off me. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how I feel, right? Okay. I've got the wooden spoons around here, like, and I won't sign them. There you go, like, you know what I mean? They're, they're <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, what are we going to do now? <laughs> Jordan. And I'm pretty you... sure, I'm pretty sure the first time um, I, 
him up there, the, the serial offender, done it. He got let off. I'm just saying, like, you know. You did, say, um, you did say this is the second time we've started the show without you. So this must mean this is the second time that you've been late, not first, like you claim. What's that what? We were watching him on Lee Judge's TV while we were live recording. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah it was, that, that, was, that was right, James. Thank you. I was, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Have a commitment. What my phone rang like? The first time it rang, I've got to tell you, so the first time. <laughs> Bringing me this time of morning, cheeky sons. I, I turned over and went so I get back to sleep. And it <laughs> rang again, and, and I'll see Turkish. And like, I went, Oh my god, I didn't actually say that. I went, Oh my god, I was up and done my other groin. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> he's out for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as it's as it's as he's an infrequent offender, I would settle on the one point dropped rather than the two. One's fair. I think one's a good compromise. I'm showing mercy to you, Lee. I want to because I want to. I want to catch that third place without all this. Now, if you want to listen, if you want to catch it like that, you know, then you catch it like that. You know. <laughs> Lee, are oh, you I'm telling a... me now if those if those hundred breaches don't come in for Man City, you're not taking the league title? <laughs> We're taking. No, no, no. It's got to be um, 101 I'm... breaches. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know. I'm... <laughs> I've taken third place by hook or by grip. I don't care. I'll take the point deduction because at the end of the day, I ain't winning the shirt anyway. Like, you know, so there you go. Oh, what good sport. It's, true. it's a two horse race anyway. So you're right. It's, two it's, horse it's, race. You're talking about Spur up there, are you? Because you're now coming third. <laughs> I'm, I'm the Arsenal in this race here. I've got an outside um, chance, Lee. I've got an outside chance. Not listen, listen. You're, you're never the Arsenal. You had one week at the top. <laughs> one week. And that was the international break, like, you know what I mean? As soon as we got back into the real business again, you're back down, you know? Like, well, and uh, If anything, prior to, of it. prior to this season, that is very Arsenal, if anything. So, in some ways, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm staying true to form. It's very hard to be weak, top one week of the season and then just fall off again. That's what I'm doing. So I am the Arsenal. You as I'm. Should we talk about that team, by the way? <laughs> yeah, we should. We should. We're actually coming off the back of a win for the first time in a few weeks. And the Ooh. prediction table has been updated. So when it's time to get into the prediction table, we will see how that <coughs> Funny how you mentioned that now, isn't it? Like, you know, I mean, you don't mention, you know, like, you didn't mention the prediction table when you weren't winning games. Now, like, you know, I'll tell you what, I'm going to say, like, I had the ump when that guy went in because I knew what was coming. I knew, I knew that James had three new. I was actually bottom of the league at one stage there, like, that three. <laughs> but I, yeah, but when they got three one, I was even more annoyed, not because of Turkish winning, like, you know, what I mean. That was 50% of it, but conceding a goal, I was fuming. Yeah, should have taken the clean sheet. Which I, I said, I asked that half time to the panel on the watch along would you take more goals or would you take a clean sheet? Mixed a mixed reception, but we didn't get more goals and we didn't get a clean sheet. But let's start at the start of the game because we, you know, we've got a first half to discuss as well. Um, we did go 3 0 up and it, it did look pretty comfy. I don't think we really stepped out of second, third gear, if you ask me. I know a lot of people have said it was an amazing display. I wouldn't call it amazing. I wouldn't use the word fantastic. I'll say in the first half, we we buried our chances. We dominated the game. And Chelsea didn't really have a sniff in the second half. Probably should have scored one early. And, Chelsea, <laughs> and, and if they had more quality, they probably could have caused us more problems. But... 
Lee, let's go. Let's go to you first. Obviously, you was at the game. Um, how was it? I mean, off the back of what three draws and one one loss to City, second in the league. Different type of atmosphere, or same as usual? No, it was. Do you know what? Me and James were talking about it on the Star and Eleven. Like, you know, it was you know funny, funny feeling going to the game, and I felt that even with the crowd. And I actually said something. In, in, in what we needed was the fa- was the players to lift the fans for the first time. It really needed the players to lift the fans, and to be honest, they did. You know, I looked at the Chelsea team before the game. And I thought, oh, you know, they look really good. They got some good players on on paper and all that. And I was a little bit worried that you know, well, my heart was sort of saying like, you know, yeah, we win this game, but my head was saying two two or something like that. Needed the players to really perform and. You know, I'll be really honest, I'm not really looking forward to going to Newcastle because I think, you know, same things are going to happen as last year and what's been going on the last few weeks. But the players really, in that first half, and I'll give them credit for that, raised the raised the bar and, and got the fans on the side. And it was really exciting in the, in, the, um, in the stadium because, you know, it don't happen very often, guys, but, you know, Chelsea are, are on, on the hook there, 3-0, and really, I'm thinking like this could be five, six, seven at that stage. That's how it, how it was. Half time come too too soon for us. Uh, I think in the second half, a little bit of pride from Chelsea pushed their pushed them up a little bit, and a little bit of like, oh, we're three 0 up. Um, we just went off the gas a little bit, and and then they scored. And I and what is the worrying thing for me? And, you know, like, I don't want to criticise because we lost everything there, but if they'd have got another one, there'd have been panic stations. Yeah. There, was, yeah. there would have been panic stations. Um, so much so that Gabriel's injured and he's hobbling around for 10 minutes before they actually took him off, you know what I mean, which was a ridiculous thing. If he, if he misses the game on, on Sunday, that just shows you how desperate our defending can be at times. But I think it'd be all right. I think it was just a knock. But, um, you know... Uh, really, Mikel there, like, you know, should be just going, get off, get off. And I think three times he asked him if he's all right. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the end, he'd come off. So it is a bit of a worry. But at the end of it, if you'd have said to me at the beginning, look, Arsenal are going to win this game 3-1, you'd have, you'd have took it. You'd have took it. But I, the one thing that I'm going to say really just disappoints me a little bit about the game is that I've come out of Stamford Bridge uh, I've come out of Anfield, Old Trafford, when we've been really, you know, in the in the depths of disappointment and, and have been a poor team and we've been savaged, ripped apart, you know. Um, and we didn't do that to them. And I felt there was an opportunity to, to really, you know, like, not say get revenge for the, to the time they beat us 6-0, but we was a poor side back then, you know what I mean? And and we was, by these teams, when we was poor, we was we was given a good scene to like, you know, 8-2 against Man United, 5-1 against Liverpool, 6-0, as I said, against Chelsea. I want to see when we're at our peak, and we are at our peak at this moment in time, this be our, we're, we're the second best team in the league. We're better than everybody else. So, um, you know, Man- Manchester City are on a different level to everybody else, but the, the, the rest of the pack, we're the best of the rest. And when you have that opportunity to really rub it in and, and mutilate a team, We've got to start doing that a little bit more. But other than that, it's three points. Yeah, I saw this being talked about a lot. I saw a lot of um, complaints about the second half performance. Um, and I don't know how much of it was, you know, actually what 
people saw in the second half they were really disappointed with over how they felt, you know, in the way we, we threw it away against Liverpool and West Ham and maybe felt that there were kind of shades of that kind of complacency because obviously we conceded a goal and then any moment of magic from Chelsea and it's 3-2 and you're right, there'll be panic stations. The reality is that moment of magic never came and actually Chelsea weren't good for two goals in that game, let alone the one. I mean, it was a, a nice pass from Kovacic and a decent finish, but awful defending from Zinchenko. Actually, they didn't do anything. And I thought Arsenal, to be fair, it wasn't really till maybe 65 minutes that they took their foot off the gas, as opposed to West Ham, where it felt like after 20 minutes, they started to slow down and, and, and take their time. And You know, Liverpool, there's just nothing they could do about how relentless Liverpool were in the second half and the counter-attack wasn't good enough, blah, blah. And I just thought Arsenal, to be fair to them, I agree with you, Lee. I, I want us to start destroying these teams. What Newcastle did to Tottenham not long ago. What mm-hmm. um, I was about to say, what Liverpool did to Tottenham, but actually then Tottenham pulled it back. But yeah, I, I do want to... And what Liverpool did to Man United. I want us to start getting that fourth and that fifth and make it relentless and really humiliating these teams. Not, not just because it's fun for us, but because I actually think it's important for the team. I think the players get something out of that sort of mentality of being relentless and really putting these teams to the sword. I just think... I think actually for about 20 minutes the second half, I think they did try. Um, Gabriel's header cleared off the line. Xhaka's mm-hmm. effort, good save. Saka nearly from distance. Jesus at the back post. That's kind of four pretty decent chances to get a fourth and a fifth. But then once they didn't come and you got Newcastle on the weekend, I think it was probably quite smart of Arsenal just to kill the game a little bit um, in the way a Man City would. And, and secure the three points. So I think Arsenal were very comfortable all day, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, we, we look comfortable. Hence why I said we didn't step out of second, third gear. I mean, mm. Chelsea are just a terrible club right now. I mean, they, they where do they not... rank, um, Turkish? Where do they rank for you in terms of uh, performances at the Emirates from travelling teams this season? Because I think only Forest were worse. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, Forest were bad. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think I think Leeds when we beat them four one not long ago didn't really do much. Palace actually hit a few. They, they had a few efforts. At, you know, I don't know. I thought Chelsea were awful, generally so bad. They were. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of what Leeds ones a shot. I mean. Fulham was was quite easy. Come the time, we thought it'd be a lot harder. But Chelsea just had nothing about them, and I, I feel like it was the perfect game to to have following that, you know, four game period of not not taking a win. I think the, the first half we coasted through and and came out of it three 0 
I'm with you guys. I mean, I, I want to see a ruthless edge where, you know, we finish off a team in the second half. And yes, we've had a couple big score lines this season, Nottingham Forest being one of them. And obviously a few four ones here and there as well. But these teams, like Lee said, over the years, when Arsenal were in the mud and Arsenal weren't playing great and Arsenal were in their decline, they, they was putting us to the sword. You know, every season would have a big result go against us um, in, in a horrible way. So... I'm going to give them benefit of the doubt. They are they are a young team, and I guess that ruthless edge comes with more confidence against these teams. And I think this season, if there's one thing they can take out of it, it's confidence going into next season that they can beat near enough e- e- anyone. Aside from Manchester City this season, we've done well with the majority. Um, we haven't beat Southampton this season either, but obviously that's just a, an anomaly, I'd call it. Um, and, and Newcastle coming out this Sunday is another team we failed to take the win against. But I think... The, the, the team will grow in confidence next season and hopefully put teams to the sword a bit a bit more, a bit more consistently. Jordan, what did you make of it? Um, I'm gonna I'm disappointed. I'm gonna try my best to not um just totally repeat what um Lee and James said because I agree with both of them. Um first of all, I was disappointed, man, because I, I felt the same at the end of the game as, as as Lee's articulated. A lot of the fans were coming out, yeah, free one, beat Chelsea, yeah, back on track. I wasn't happy because for the exact reason that Lee says in the last 10 years, we have taken some absolute slappings from Chelsea, Liverpool um, and Manchester city. And we've not been a great team. And I just, and this is, this goes back a few years now, two or three years. And I think of Man United in particular under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and less so Jose, but definitely Van Gaal. We had, we had opportunities at the Emirates in particular to really batter United on three or four occasions across the Ole and Louis van Gaal tenure, and we didn't. And it really, really angered me because when they were at their lowest, we let them off the hook. And uh, when was it? Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, okay. Tuesday was the same for me. Chelsea are a bad team, as James has said. They're, they're not good. And, and for me, you, your question at the top, I think, was perfect. You know, if you can't, for me, if you can't get four, five, six, which I think we should have, don't let them score. Yeah. Take th- uh, take 3-0. Take 3-0. Yeah. Because I just think on, on the, uh, it doesn't mean anything different. It's still three points, still a convincing win in that sense. But I just think it looks more reflective of the actual game. It wasn't a 3-1 game. We let it be a 3-1 game because... As James has said, we took our foot off the paddle, pedal. And I'm like, no, this is Chelsea. Four, five, six. Send them home crying. Why are we letting Chelsea even score a goal? And I think it speaks to a deeper problem about us being, we discussed about being ruthless in the transfer market, ins and outs on the last pod. I think there's a discussion to be had about being ruthless on the pitch. We're not nasty enough. We're not, we're not, we play really good football. I think there's still an element of us that is still quite nice. And this might be just part of our evolution to becoming a Premier League winning team. I don't know, maybe. But I just watched that game and thought, nah, I'm not happy with 3-1. And my mind goes to next season. The title's gone for me now. I know that if City lose at Big Sam's, Leeds United, whatever, I don't think it will happen. So the title's gone for me. So my mind is in next season. And it's about now raising standards and working out where where can we get 2% more here, 2% more there. And a part of that process of trying to match, match the City, because they're the standard bearers, is when your foot is on the throat... You have to kill the team. We didn't kill Chelsea. We beat them. 
I wanted to kill them. And I think if you look at the last few games against Southampton, against West Ham, against Liverpool, there's an element of just not being ruthless. We won the game, but we wasn't ruthless. And I think that for me was, 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 was very disappointing. It's Chelsea, man. There's not, and the scary thing for me is, as bad as Chelsea are, if they trim the squad by eight or nine players, you get Pochin, that team could be top four next season. It could. It wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be stunned if Chelsea next season are in the top four. And then we're battling with them for a top four spot. And it's just upsetting to me that when we're at our best, we're letting teams off the hook. But when we were at our worst, Chelsea, Chelsea showed no mercy to us. Liverpool yeah. showed no mercy to us. They were happy to slap in four or five goals in the first half in certain games. So why are we being nice to them? So on the grander scheme of things, the first priority was to win the game. We won the game, fine. But I think there's a bigger conversation to be had about this being a team that is ruthless and nasty. And if we can't get four, five, six, you don't concede. You don't give Chelsea a goal, especially that kind of goal. It was a poor goal, man. It was yeah. a crap, crap goal to give away. So yeah, won the game, but I'm I'm not I'm not happy. And going to the Newcastle game, imagine what four, five, six nil win would have done for our confidence. Newcastle would be sweat shaking in their boots, but I think for us, we're like, okay, we've, we've racked up some goals there. Let's go and see what we, what we can do against Newcastle. But I see elements and, and parts of our game that I just need tightening up that, for me, make me fearful about whether we win this Newcastle game or not. Just it's a bit of a... Go on, then. No, I was just saying, it was a great, it's a great point listening to, to you guys and what Jordan's saying there. And, and you are looking at next season. You know what a big worry for me is that you know, Shinchenko, oh, I think he's a fantastic player. I really like him and all that. He's under pressure from Tierney, or he should be. Mm. Right? And he defends like that for that goal. Mm. It looks like to me, like, well, I'm all right. I, I, I'll be playing next week. Sort of attitude, you know what I mean? Like, you know, where's his desire? Where's his hunger to keep a clean sheet? Where's his desire to defend? Now, you might not think that's irrelevant in a game like that. But it's irrelevant when you're 2-1 down at Anfield with mm. five minutes to go and you let something go through your legs and, and you end up conceding. You it's know, about standards. It's standards. It's sta sta standards defending. And, and when you've got pressure, you know, if I was playing that game, I'd be now worried that Tierney's going to be taking my place. You know, if Tierney makes that mistake, he's probably going to be left out. I'm not having a go at Shinchenko. I'm just saying, you know, you've got to be on your game all the time, whether you're 3-0 up or it's or it's 2-1 one, one at Anfield with three minutes to go. Set your standards, set out your stall and do it week in, week out. Not when, he, when you want to and when you're not. And his reaction for the goal, I didn't know it until I see it on, you know, the highlights because, you know, you, you watch the highlights. He just doesn't care. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't, but his body language and everything shows it. Oh, it's all right. I see that a few years ago with Arsenal um, when we weren't, we weren't winning games and everything like that. There was a, I remember going to Sheffield United and we lost 1 0 up there in the league game from a corner. And when the ball went in the back of the net, everybody just looked at each other and went, oh, well. You know, and, and I don't want to see that creeping in. I want to see, you know, people having a go at each other when you can see goals. I'll go back to it, you know what I mean, in the Adams and Keown era, they were winning game 4-0 when they conceded in the last minute and they're rowing with each other in the dressing room. That's what you want because it sets a standard, like, you know what I mean, because it's not that game, 
it's the games that, that matter. You know, we're going to have to dig in against uh, uh, Newcastle now. And, and you might be 1-0 up with, with 10 minutes to go. And you, you cannot be switching off. Cannot be switching off. Yeah, Zinchenko's fun, isn't he? Because I've always felt the the gap in how good a defender Zinchenko is to Tierney isn't as big as everyone says. Don't get me wrong. I think if you yeah. ask me to defend a 1-0 lead and pick a player, I'm picking Tierney. But I never felt like there was this. Everyone would say, you know, oh, Zinchenko is brilliant on the ball, but he's rubbish defensively. Tierney's reliable at the back, but he doesn't offer you with Zinchenko. Tierney offers lots going forward. And yeah. Zinchenko's actually got a very good leap on him. He, he wins his headers when the switch comes across. And he's actually he's actually quite good in the one-on-one defending. I know he didn't show against Trent, but um, largely he's kind of okay at that. I just think there's a there's a certain... I don't know, I guess a pride for defending or a certain um, concentration or something. I I don't know. Like, I, you know, listen, I've lost this bet with Robbie about how many appearances Zinchenko is going to make in midfield this year. You know, there's absolutely no chance that turns around for me. But I do think if Zinchenko plays his next, uh, next four seasons at Arsenal, I do think we're going to see a significant amount of them coming in midfield. Um you know, yeah, maybe not quite next season, but in future years, because I don't know if he is, especially in this era of we're starting to see this season a trend of centre backs moving to fullback. You know, we've seen Arteta do it with Tommy Asu and Ben White. We've seen Dan Byrne and Newcastle. We've seen Ake, Laporte, Stones has been moved out to right and left back. Um, there's so many examples of it now. Um, I, I just wonder whether actually when it comes to getting your best defenders on the pitch. I think Zinchenko might start to lose out and, um, yeah, be utilised elsewhere, which I don't have a problem with. Um, I don't think yeah, he's good that, enough. I have doubts for midfield. I mean, this is, it's becoming quite a regular theme that he gives the ball away quite nonchalantly at times in games where you, where you just look at the pass and you think, what, what are you actually doing there? And I haven't seen enough from, from him to say if he starts in midfield, he'll bring this. The reason he works in midfield now is because he's the extra man. If he's not the extra man, I'm not sure he's got the skill set to to get out of tight spaces and spin away from a couple man or oh, I give carry from the eight. I, I I think I think he'd be. Look, I, I don't think you can do the box to box thing Jack has been doing only because I think part of what makes Jack so good at it is the fact that he's you know six foot whatever and he and he you know makes those runs to the back post and he's a bit of a power i didn't know he had this in him but jack has been a bit more of a powerhouse um as a box box midfielder i'm not sure zinchenko quite does that but in terms of another advanced eight who can be creative and get in pockets and make things happen i actually think zinchenko can do that um but yeah so you're saying you don't think he's good enough long term for arsenal for what we want to he's do not, no, he's, no. Not, he's not he's not position I, I i don't i don't see a long-term future for him being moved into midfield. I, I don't think he's he, he's got the skill set to to succeed if he's not the man that's bringing the overload. I, I'm the Turks I, I, on this yeah. one. Yeah. But I I don't know. I I I mean I think I still think technically he's absolutely superb. But I'm, I mean, I'm, with, James. I'm with James. I'm with James. I, I, do you know what I think it is with him? I just think he he's, his priority is attacking or, or getting on the ball more than defending. Whether that's a right, right or wrong thing, I, I think James makes some very, very good points. He isn't a bad defender. I just think he, he loses concentration a little bit because his priority is to get on the ball and play. 
Mm. We're all probably guilty of that at times, you know what I mean? Like, um, I always, always look at, if you ever look at a lot of score lines uh, through the years, you know, seven, you know, you get the odd seven nil, but there was always like four ones, five ones. Why is that? You know what I mean? Like three ones and all that, because probably players lose concentration even at the top level. Um, so it does happen. And I, I just think that where his priorities, you know, like is that he's looking to get on the ball and everything like that. I don't think, I think at the beginning of the season, no one, if you'd have said to me, if we'd had this conversation six months ago, we'd have all gone, oh, we could play wherever he wants because he's that good. I just think because he's just slightly lost a little bit of form like at this moment in time, we're doubting him. And I'm not doubting him as a player. Um, you know, come, come, um, come Sunday, I want him in the team. But, I, I I have noticed in the last couple of games that if we are winning, he brings Tierney on now, you know. Um, so, which isn't a bad thing, you know. What I mean, like she's using the squad and everything. Do, do do we think? I mean, this kind of inverted fullback. I've been thinking a lot about it the last kind of couple of weeks, and wondering if it brings us more positives than negatives. I see the positives that it brings. I think we've won games this season because of of that tactic. But maybe I'm just an old an old fart, but I I wouldn't mind just seeing a left back be a left back next season. And that might not be Tierney, but I, I'm not totally convinced that we have a good enough defence to implement that form of offence. And I think that I get why Arteta's doing it and I, I would love him to kind of, kind of come up with some kind of, of one of his own tactics. It's a pep tactic, isn't it? We're seeing now bloody Liverpool do it to a degree with Trent. And I'm a little bit bored of this whole, let's just copy what Pep does. It works for Pep. Pep's got the players to do it. And we've seen that it can work. But next season, I'm not so sure. If Zinchenko's main strength is that he's a left back that is very good coming inside... I wonder if that's a tactic for certain games rather than it being the default tactic that we start with and then change it afterwards. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a left-back. Uh, I'm leaning towards yeah. just wanting to see a left-back next season. Sorry to jump in. I, 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 think mm. there's, I think there's kind of two things in there. That One is, will we get more of a solid back four next year? I think we might, uh, think especially we the to. amount of games and... Yeah, I think there's a I think there's a good chance we start to see a little bit more of a solid back four lineup. Um, football tactics. I mean, okay, I've been watching football since two thousand and six, seven, and I don't know if football tactics have ever been so interesting to talk about because it feels like there's so many different systems and approaches that managers are taking now. Um, and I do think it's really interesting. I, I, I will give Arteta credit though. I actually think the way Zinchenko has been used this year. Is his thing? I think I actually think he. I know. I know Guardiola has been inverting his fullbacks for a long time, but he used to invert both of them at the same time. But it wasn't. It, it just meant they tucked in more. They come into midfield and they tucked in a little bit. What Zinchenko's had is literally a free roll. It's off the ball. Yeah, you're at left back on the ball. Yeah, come out inside next to Partey, but go left of him, go right of him, run beyond him, underlap, overlap, do whatever you want, you know, whatever you see fit. And and actually, I don't think anyone was deploying their fullbacks like that. And now Klopp's done it with Trent and, and Guardiola's doing it, but more so with Stones coming into midfield from centre-back. So I actually think it is Arteta's thing. I actually think a lot of people have copied the Arteta blueprint this year on that one. Um He's just kind of taken what Pep did and just did it in a slightly different way. But I, I think we will see something different next year. I think he's 
I think it's constantly changing. I don't think Erdegaard, where he's playing at the moment, I don't think that's going to be long term. You know, out on the right, always with Saka. I think we'll see him start playing more on the left at times um, and mixing it up and maybe go back to being a, a, an out and out number 10, not just a, you know, one of a midfield three. So I, I think this Arsenal team is going to evolve a lot over the summer. Do you, do you think that link to Fresneda is. is... Looking at the option to change it up and have the inverted fullback from the right hand side instead. Could well, do. Yeah. Oh, listen, I think it's it's a fascinating conversation, but let's not forget with this system and all that, it's took us nearly to the promised land. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. I don't see when we played Spurs anybody saying, "Oh, I don't know if Shinchenko can do this or do that," and and whatever criticising when we beat Man United, Liverpool, and all that. We've beaten all these teams by doing what we've been doing. What I do feel is that there's a there's a happy balance, and what it what it is is that we play these teams. We've been fantastic at home this season, all that, but we have conceded lots of goals uh, along mm-hmm. the way, and I think that maybe is what Jordan is alluding to that we've got to sort out. Now, when you play Champions League, for instance, you know, can you dominate a little bit more, and or or you're going to get caught on the counter attack a little bit more? Champions League for the first, is going to change for us guys going into it next season because for the first time we're going to be playing with no uh, away goal rule and I think that could change things a little bit I think that uh, if it was a away goal rule I don't think we could be as open as what we are going into Europe um, but for, for me I think that um, I, I like what James is saying there I do think you know if you look at the tactics of football now like you know I, I go back to it when I played and all that, if, particularly when, when you was at school or, or whatever, if, if the best best player were playing midfielder up front, the worst player would be a fullback. You know, left back in the change rooms was a, was the same, wasn't it? Like you know, now nowadays, if you're a fullback, it's one of the best positions to be playing in it. You know, like one of the most important positions, one of the most important things. And that's how, how the games change, where you get a little bit more space. You know, you can run on to play and being part of it and all that. And I'm pretty sure if you ask Ben White, he's probably really enjoyed playing right back this season to, to central defence. It's more pivotal. So it's a very, very interesting thing. And I think that do teams suss out teams? I think that they do. And I think, you know, even if you look at Pep, he's changed a lot of his stuff this season. Why don't he have uh, inverted fullbacks no more? Maybe that's because he's got uh, Haaland up front now. So he needs to get more crosses in and things like that. You know, we haven't got that, so we've gone down this route. So it's fascinating all the different lineups and tactical stuff that, that's about and everything like that. So I don't think we've got to evolve too much, if I'll be honest. We just need we just need the flexibility to be able to turn to a plan B. That's what I think we need. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, I I, I think yeah. it's a slight kind of going away from the Chelsea game here, but I, I actually think we do need there, there is a bit of work to be done with with our team. Our back four, there's something about our back four I just don't like. I think we've got four good players in our back four, and I think our back four has been really good this season. When we discussed last week about the players that we would bring in and the players that we would sell, I don't think I mentioned the player, and I, I meant to, and I just afterwards I forgot to mention him, who I would also upgrade on is Gabriel. Now, that's not me saying that I think Gabriel's not a good player. It's not me saying I don't think Gabriel is hasn't had a very, very good season. I, I, I think Gabriel and Ben White have had very, very good seasons. But I think as the standard rises next season, with not only the Champions League, but the extra games that that brings, I'm not convinced a back four of Zinchenko, Gabriel, Saliba and Ben White 
gets you far in the Champions League. And I don't think it would get us to where we've got this season in the Premier League because that'll be the back four that plays in the Champions League. Let's not forget, in the Europa League, you can drop your back four and bring in Holding, Tomiyasu, Tierney to play in the Europa League. In the Champions League, you can't rotate like that. The, the, the back four it will be the back four. And I have concerns about whether those four players who I think individually are very good players and individually and as a collective this season have done very, very well. As the as the as the as the the, the bar rises next season, I'm not totally convinced that back four can go deep into a Champions League and a Premier League campaign. I would upgrade on Gabriel. I think I would make Gabriel the holding. So I'd make Gabriel the third centre back, if you like, in our in, in our team. I, I know think James it's isn't so harsh. It is I harsh. So it is harsh. harsh. But I'm like I said, my head is in next season, James. Next season, James. And I think when you're playing against the best managers, the best coaches, and better teams across Europe, I think they find out Ben White at right back. I think that they find out Gabriel centre back. I think we need to. I think we need better quality in that back four. I could be wrong, but I, I've just got concerns. I think it's harsh, but I want to ask you then: What did you make of Kivio? Because Kivio came in in January, young potential left-sided centre back. If you're saying you want an upgrade on Gabriel, do you see one in Kivio? I've not seen enough in Kivio to kind of think he's the guy I would put in our back four. I thought against Chelsea, he had a solid game. I thought he was okay. I thought it was a nice six or seven out of ten. He didn't do anything massively wrong for me. I think he looks like he's got some qualities that I'm I'm happy to kind of, you know, give him a season next year to kind of show what he can do. He looks okay to me, but I don't think he's the answer. I, I, I would I would sell, we all agree would, would sell holding. I just think a back four of Zinchenko, Ben White, Holding, um, Saliba and Gabriel, I'm not convinced that wins the Champions League next season. And if we're talking about being serious here, which is winning the Champions League next season, that back four doesn't win it. It's an it's, it's a, it's a interesting point because I, I see what you're saying. <clears throat> I agree with James, it's harsh, but we're also saying we want Declan Rice. Who's he coming in place of? Shaka. You know, Shaka, and who's had one, he's had the fantastic season. I think the reason that we're probably say Shaka is because of his age. Maybe like, you know, we're looking at excuses to, to leave him out. Oh, he's 30, 31, same as Thomas Pye. We need to... So, so, so it's cut you, Lee. I, I don't think it's his age. I think it's the... I just don't think he's the level. He's had a brilliant season. Yeah, next yeah year To win a Champions League. He could be 24. He's not good enough to be oh, in the midfield to win the Champions that. League. Exactly. But we're, what, what, we're, what we're trying to say is why it's not harsh is because he's of his age or whatever. Like, But we mm. are looking to upgrade in that area. Which is, you know, and if you if you if you look at the back four, what is it conceding goals for? Is it because it's not being protected properly, or, or is it because there is a weakness in there? That's something that's got to be addressed and looked at because we can't keep conceding the goals that we're conceding. You know, um, if we are to go on and, and be at a real top top side, I think at the end of the day, as our back four costs us winning the title, I don't think so. I don't think so this season. But is it going to get us to the title? Is it going to get us to the to the promised line of the Champions League? That's that's questions that have got to be asked, and sometimes you have to be ruthless. So I'm not I'm not against what what you're saying there, Jordan. But you know, I I, I do feel that Gabriel probably has earned the right to be given a shot at it, as has Ben White. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not as harsh as Jordan is at the defence, but he makes points about the Champions League and getting to a stage where. 
you you want to see a team that you think can win it and it's it's mad to to think about that because we've just entered back into champions league so i've kind of come to terms with not having a team that's ready to win it yet and settling for a team that can actually make you know some inroads in the competition and not not go out with a whimper like we used to do towards the end of the but let me ask you turkish all three of you the current back five as it is does that team beat real madrid in the champions league final or over two legs in the semi-final no Probably but i think not. a lot of that comes a lot of that comes down to the experience i think in all honesty i think gabriel with the champions league experience saliba with a bit more age and experience ben white with a bit more experience at that level i think quality uh, as well I think the best attackers in the world, they 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 find a way to get in behind Gabriel. Saliba's got the pace at least to, if he is beaten, to recover. I think that back four, this is my this is my level now. I want to win. Man City is the bar. They'll I think they'll win the treble this season. So they'll be European champions and Premier League champions next season. So if you want to win those two those two trophies, you've got to be better than them. And I think the first thing that we can control is the personnel. That back four is not besting Man City in the Champions League or the Premier League. Facts. It's just not. But we can be emotional and it's harsh. And it's not beating that, that, that team. It's not. That team will go deep in, in, the, in, the, in the Premier League campaign. That team can get out of the group. Maybe the latter parts of the, of, the, of, the, of the European Cup. They're not winning it. And for me, I want to win it. Don't you think partly... Partly the reason for, for your opinion on the City defence, which I don't disagree with. I mean, mm. if we take Stones from two years ago or Ake from two years ago, these are defenders that there was a lot of question marks about. Yeah, great In the system they use and yeah, the, the yeah. way Pep manages, they, they've probably been two of City's best players this season. So isn't there an argument that... But, even, that? but even three years ago, Stones is better than Gabriel, in my opinion. So without the experience of having two, three years in the Champions League... I still think even then Stones was a better player than Gabriel. Again, I want to repeat because the comments are gonna they're gonna they're gonna come for me and be wrong as usual. I'm not saying Gabriel is not a very good uh, defender. He is. I'm not saying that I had a very good season. He is, but it ain't good enough. We can't even win the Europa League, Turkish. <laughs> we can't even win the Europa League. So how are we, if we're gonna win the Champions League? That's two, three levels above. So I'm just saying, what can we control that actually helps us get closer? To winning those two trophies next season and what we can control is personnel we can't control what city do but we can control what we do and going into the new season that back four for me ain't winning the champions league or the premier league it's just not i, I will say uh, with gabriel in his defense <clears throat> a couple of things really like you know um he hasn't got a left back by his side nine times out of ten like you know he, he is having to to cover a lot of ground and he does it really well to be honest like you know um it, we do get exposed down that left hand side but i don't think it's down to him a little bit like you know really like i look back at um the game against chelsea um as good as what we were in the first half you know i mean chill gets through one-on-one -on -one, um but it's down the right hand side and and ramsdale makes a very very good save um and he has been caught out a few times i think his positioning play has been um, questioned a few times, in my opinion, like you know, but I, I, I think that um, it, it's difficult when you've not got uh, the protection of a left back, and sometimes not the protection of players um, in front of you. We don't really play a protection game either. I, I always look back and I always say this, you know, as good as Adams and Keown and Sol Campbell were, and players like that, 
Um, they always had players in front of them, like Gilberto and Vieira, Vieira and Petit. That little bit of protection in front. We've only really got party. So when we play in Europe and play in these sort of games, there is protection. You know, I think that we need a little bit more protection in front as well as in other places. We do get, what well, sort of, well, I'd say, I think we, we, we expose our <clears throat> central defenders. Um, and again, I think going back to what James says, I think that's probably modern football now. Like, I think that that's the way it is. You know, you've got to be able to deal with that. Like, you know, it, I, I think it's a good argument. I think it's, 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 it's something where I wouldn't slag anybody off if, if um, Gabriel was upgraded. But um, I, I do think there are uh, reasons why he's probably not as solid as he should be. And that's probably the way in the system that he plays. I'm a big Gabriel fan, by the way. You know what I mean? I I'm a massive got... Gabriel fan. I, sorry. I, like, I, James I, been holding yeah. it in. <laughs> I hear it. I hear there's some, yes. there's some points there that I kind of get. But I, I think you're going to struggle to find what does he want, Arteta? He wants a left-footed centre-back, six foot three, dominant in the air. Can't question that. Who can cover a left-back when, as you said, you know the left-back does whatever he wants. So he's got to cover that space. Who scores goals. Let's not forget, he does come up with some big goals as well from set pieces. Who is incredibly quick. We play a really high line. Him and Saliba have to do all the mopping up. Often they're left, just the two of them, to do the defending themselves. I've seen this guy win one-on-one -on -one battles with Mo Salah, win pretty much one-on-one -on -one battles with everyone in the league that he's put up against. You know, I, I just... And he's, what, 24? I, I think I think his potential's up there. I really do. He's had a better season mm. than Saliba for me. You know, we all talk about Saliba because he's the, the new exciting one. At the start of the season, Saliba was faultless. But if you're looking across the season, I go as far as to say if you look across the whole Premier League season... I've struggled to find any centre-backs that have been as good over the full 38 or 34 we've played. Yeah. No, I think, I, really? I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. But that this season for me is independent of next season. The level's going up. And this season was good enough to be in Europa the Champions League. League you're, talk, you're, talking about, you're talking about two or three teams. Bayern, Madrid, Man City. Now, of course, everyone else might improve. Man United might improve. You know, whatever, but, but the groups aren't going to have all of them. It's going to have one, maybe if we're super unlucky, two of those in the groups. Larger, I, th I think the Premier League is more testing for a larger part of the season than the Champions League is. I think the Champions League is different. I think even without the top teams, there are still seasoned European teams that know how to navigate the, Euro uh, the Champions League. Um, I think better than us that aren't your kind of Bayerns and your Real Madrids and your Liverpools and I think it's those it's the Napolis and it's the you know Marseille might have a good year next year and it's the um, you know it's the uh, the Dortmunds that aren't the European giants but know how to kind of get navigate a European campaign and those are the coaches and those are the managers and those are the players and teams that on paper you think Arsenal v Napoli that should be an Arsenal win Player for player, but do, 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 do you know what I'm trying to say here? So I, I think what Gabriel yeah, has a Napoli, very, very good that's season. That's a great example at the moment because they're brilliant. But I get what you're saying. You know, uh, we, we we might have a trip to I'm just making one up like Frankfurt next season away from home, and that proves very awkward. I get what you're and saying, I, but but when it comes to any potential struggles in the Champions League last year, and let's let's yeah. remember that in the the five six seasons when we were in it before the six years we just had out. 
you know, we were not making a good account of ourselves. So I get what you're saying. But for me, that's more on Arteta. You know, the fact that we haven't won yeah, a Europa yeah. League in the last three, four years, or our Emery got us to a final, Wenger got us to a semi-final. But I think Arteta's been largely very disappointing in Europe. I think it's more about yeah. how he gets us through that as opposed I agree. to I, I agree certain, with that. certain players. But, but, but here's the key point as well, as I, as I mentioned earlier on. Gabriel is going to have to play not only the Premier League games, but have to play on a Saturday after playing on a Wednesday against a Juventus or against a Bayern. And I think, and, and what I'm saying is next year, he'll be tested, I think, significantly more. And I have doubts, I'm not writing him off, but I have doubts as to whether he, he has the quality to be able to play three games in a week, which could be Liverpool, Juventus, Man City. Does he have the Does he have the quality in a way? And again, I'm not putting it all on him, but I'm being deliberately harsh here because the standards have got to go up individually. And for me, I'm looking at and forming an eleven that I'm confident can navigate both competitions week in week out. And I just think he's had a good season this year because he's he's had one game a week. He's had one so, game a I, week in the main. That's probably true though of every player in our team because we haven't seen them do it. You know, I think like, I think Saka is a better right winger than Gabriel is a defender. I think um, fine. I think uh, Odegaard is a better number ten than Gabriel is a centre back. Do you know what I mean? So I've got more faith in those guys being able to manage that level of in that increase in standard than I do in Gabriel and even Ben White. Sure, I hear it. And then I, when I've seen Arsenal in the absolute you know pits this season, when it's been really difficult, and we have had a few back to back difficult games and. They've had to come through. It's the Gabriels for me that, on an individual basis, have stepped up. You know, agree. So I, I do, I do get what you're saying. I'm, just, I'm separating yeah, what he's done this year from what he might do yeah, next year. I, so I, I, hear I agree. This I, I year has been brilliant. That's about adding serious depth. I saw Man City the other day bring on Foden and Bernardo Silva against Fulham, and Alvarez started because De Bruyne was out and Ake was missing, so Kanji was playing. And I was watching. I was looking and thinking, I mean, oh my word! So that there needs to be like an addition of three world-class players this summer. There just has to be, just to just to have the depth and the, the you know, the quality to, to go across the full board, you know, be competitive every competition. And it feels like this podcast has moved away from talking about the Chelsea game because the Chelsea game, actually, we were very, very good. And I don't really think we've actually probably given enough credit to that. But I understand, you know, across the whole season, we've given a lot of credit to Arsenal for good performances. Looking at, the bigger picture, what we've taken from this season going to next season, that goal that we conceded against Chelsea and the lack of ruthlessness. And when it comes to playing in all these, you know, bigger games and competitions next season, yeah, it has to be addressed with and real quality coming in the summer. And can I just challenge your point about us being very, very good? I, I don't think we were. I think we killed the game in the first half, but there's not many games across a season that you get to win it in the first half. So for me, mm. I don't think we were very, very good because I think that one goal we conceded with 20 minutes to go, it leaves you slightly... I don't think Chelsea got three goals in them. So I, was, I, I, don't, think, I don't think it would have been finished 3-3. Three, three. But the mere fact you've put yourself in a position whereby with 20 minutes to go, if they do score another goal, it's now uh, in the balance. That is not a team, second in the league, is, that is in control of a game. That for me... And, and the best team... I think we were in control. Do you think Man City? Man City won at um, won at Craven Cottage two one, and I was watching mm. that whole game like, come on, Fulham, do something. And then when the full time whistle went, I went, they didn't do anything. You know, they're yeah. all saying, well, yeah. not Fulham, they made good account of themselves. No, they did. Like they worked hard. They put themselves about. They were far better. But it was always going City's work. way. 
as, as it was on Wednesday go, night. City fans might have been watching it. Maybe not because they're so assured when it comes to their team. But some City fans, or let's put it this way, if Arsenal put in that performance, we'd have come out of it going, yeah, but one moment, you know, one, we didn't kill them off. And one moment, uh, and actually, I think we had Chelsea in the palm of our hands the whole time. Maybe, they got a goal maybe, back and the maybe. team would, would chill. Um, which is I think that's a great... It's a great point, James, mates, because I come, I play football on Wednesday. Come off at, our, uh, uh, at the end of the game, it was half time in the um, West Ham Man City game, and someone said, oh, it's nil nil. And I, my first thing was, they will win that two nil. If that was Arsenal, I'd probably be a little bit panicking. Oh no, we're gonna, they're gonna nick one, they're gonna nick one, like, you know what I mean? But um, I think that's a, a great point we're all making. The point that we're making here is that what I get from what Jordan's saying is that this season's been great. But if we've done this again next season, not acceptable. Mm. You know, our, our ambitions as fans now have got to change. I think we've, you know, like, oh, it's been a great season. It's been this and all that. But we've got to up our game as well now as fans. The expectation level now mm-hmm. next season becomes, right, what, what are we going to do to get better and better? You know, mm-hmm. it is disappointing this season that we've not won the league. But I'm not going to accept it next season because mm-hmm. we shouldn't be in this position, you know. So mm-hmm. there's all sorts of things that, you know, like that we're doing now. And, and rightly so, we should be up, up in, you know, Gabriel's got yeah, up his yeah. game next season. Um, you know, uh, Odegaard, everybody's purring about Odegaard. Yes, he's got to do that, but then he's got to go and do it away from home next season on a few occasions and not be given a little bit of a free licence. Same with Saka, everybody keeps going about Saka, which is great. Oh, he's doing it. Oh, he's still young and all that. We don't say that about Haaland, do we? We don't say that about certain other players in other teams and all that. Like, you know, Martinelli, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's come from Brazil. He's, you know, it's took him time to, no, you know, Vieira, like we look at Vieira and we go, oh, give him a couple of years and all that. Like, you know, no, it, the, the state, when you, when you start going up, standards are change. And, and also from our point of view as well, like, you know, people turn around and go, it's been a, a failure this season. You know what I mean? And we're, is it? Yeah, probably it is. But we we can we can put smoke over that, cover it up a little bit, like you know, um, because of where we've been. We can't next season, you know what I mean? Like if we yeah. if we're having a season that we're having, we blow up. We can't say, oh, well, we was fifth last season, and now look where we are now, or we was eighth the season before. There's no safety net no more that for 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 the team, for the for the manager, and for us. And you know what the reality is? That's what happens when you get success. You know, you you know, um, success breeds all different other things of your game. And um, you know, the pressure's on now. Success breeds pressure. Pressure will be on Mikel now to to perform. And us fans, I think, of, uh, and I, I get what Jordan's saying and all that. But we've got to up our game as well next season. We can't be going, oh well, look where we were three or four years ago. Look where we were now. No, no, we're here now, and we've got to perform. Yeah, the bar's been raised, and the bar's been raised exactly that. This success can breed the standards and, and keeping the standards up there. I think, I think on that subject, just to tie up the loose sense, I think Kivio's probably one to watch out for because he's a different mm. profile left center yeah. back to Gabriel. Yeah. So, yeah, when Stones was mentioned earlier, I'm looking at Kivio to be more our Stones than I am looking Gabriel, and, and there'll probably be games where his type of you know, um, ability might be suited more so than Gabriel's, and maybe the backup. Right, um, the backup right centre back we get for Saliba, or the right back we get that allows a Tomiyasu to be back up to Saliba, or Ben White to be back up to Saliba, um, kind of helps that situation. Because listen, as good as we've been this season, there is, there are improvements to be made. 
without a shadow of a doubt, we can't think this is it. That's why when I did that keep sell or bench video on DR Sports in January, and I mentioned one player, in, like for example, Xhaka, that I'd you know moving forward, I'd look to see him on the bench because I'd like an upgrade in that position. That's not to say he hasn't been great this season. He hasn't been one of our most important players, even even the the game against Chelsea, the two assists he got. I mean, he was outstanding. Yeah, he 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 was True. one of the best players there. Man of the match, if not you know a candidate for it at the very least. But we've got to look to upgrade in certain positions, and and that means looking to upgrade on some of the players that we have been happy with this season. Um, but that's what raising the bar does. That's what competing in Champions League does. That's what trying to reach Man City standards does. It does. But can I just add? And I really want to get this in because I know we need to move on. But I do just want to say as well, and and I know. Here's, it must sound like here I am trying to drag that bar down, but these things do take time. Now, I know as a fan base, we've been incredibly patient. Now, and I know that even just in the Arteta era, now we're going into his fourth, I think, fourth full season. Yeah. So we're absolutely right to expect a level of competition. But I, I will always, my, my demands will always be we challenge and legitimately challenge. I'll never have this sense of, we have to win the league. We have to win no, the league because there's so much money and there's so much quality that I can never just say the team have to. They have to. This mm -hmm. season has been and will be by any season kind of the bare minimum in terms of you take them all the way to Maine, you put the pressure on. Yeah, agree. What Man City have, it, when I say it takes time, look at the Man City players we, we, we purr about. Edison arrived four or five years ago. John Stones arrived about five, six years ago. De Bruyne, five, six, seven years ago, maybe. Gundogan as well. Mares has been there three, four years. You know, I actually, we don't have any players that have been a part of this Arsenal eleven for more than two or three, bar Granite Xhaka. So it is still, you know, a part of that is experience and a part of that is growing as a team. And we can add all the quality we want, but it's, they've got to, the, the time. It takes time. Got to be. Uh, James, it's uh, a great point. It's a great, great point. I hear people turning around and saying it's a failure not to win the league this season. It's a I'll failure say, yeah. not to win it. You know what I'll I mean? Say, yeah. Listen, you're up against Manchester City like every single season. Five, you're going to win it five times out of six now, like you know. Yeah, it is about challenging. It's about putting in a, a challenge. And when people turn around and say, "Oh, we bottled it and everything like that," we've put in a challenge which no other team has done this season. That's what I. That's what you know. There's no divine right to win the league. You know what I mean? I've never had that arrogance to say that. Like, you know, it is about, for me, challenging. If you can challenge and win it, fantastic. You know what I mean? Like, but I'll tell you, like, when, I, I, when people go about Man United, Tottenham, Liverpool, I'd rather have this season that I've had than what they're having this season because we've challenged for it. You know, we're going up, what's no, it? Course. What are we now? May the 7th and we're going up to Newcastle, still in with a, a chance of winning the title. Not realistic, but still a chance. What no other team is, so you know no. that's what I think you've got. You've got to aim for a challenge, and, and you know it might be next season that we we're not in front as much as what we are, but we can still. Everything challenge. I've just said, look, Jurgen Klopp got something out of Liverpool quite quickly, so maybe that disproves my point a little bit. But I just think when I say challenge, I don't just mean. I'm happy just sort of being out of everything and finishing second. I don't mean no, that. no, no, no. I, I mean where, where the bar is raised for me next year, where my expectations are more ruthless is I don't want you falling out of the FA Cup in the third or fourth round again. No, no, no. Get to the semi-final. Get us to Wembley. Challenging I, you know, everything. We have a squad. 
to go far in the Carabao. We should get to the Champions League quarters as a minimum. You know, that is now, rather than looking at the league, oh, we finished second, so now you have to win it. Keep pushing in the league, keep getting better, keep pushing City all the way. I don't think Liverpool as a points tally got better on the year before, the year they actually won it, or maybe they did by a point. But but arguably the year before they were better, they won the Champions League and everything. It's not necessarily about that, but just be competitive across the board. Right. Um Exactly. Liverpool have challenged, challenged Man City for the last four years, right? They've challenged mm. them for the last four years, gone toe-to-toe with them and been unlucky and all that. But in that, they've won the Champions League. They've won the FA Cup. They've won mm. the League Cup. They have continued to do well in Cups as well. They've not thrown themselves out of Cup competitions. We have. I'm not having that next season. I'm, I'm with you on that, I think, you know what I mean? And you I don't know, want I, I, to go up to Man City uh, if we play Man City and playing... Uh, a weakened squad going out of yeah. it and going, oh, that's it. We played really well and then not winning nothing on the end of it. Like, you know, I'm with you on that. I'm fed up. I'll be honest with Arsenal under Mikel throwing away, even the Europa League. We went out of the Europa League and everybody, uh, myself included, I'm guilty of it as well. So, oh, well, you know, we've got the league to go for. I understand the reasons for it. Like, you know, not, and, and some people were quite happy to be there going out of cup competitions this season, like you know, that is a mentality that has got to change from the fans' point of view as well. I'm not happy with going out of cup competition, we've got yeah. to be going deep in every single competition. Sorry, I know you're mad over Turkey, so just want to just briefly agree with James. I think for, for what it's worth, I don't see anybody winning the Premier League next year, next year, bar Man City. That's not me being defeatist, I'm just I just can't see how a team can. Can 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 come above them. I don't. I don't see it. We can discuss it over the course of the summer. But I'm with James. I think what I'm saying is, is that next year, just be in the mix of the latter parts when it matters. So this time next year, I want to be in the lot with a month to go, still in with a chance of winning the Premier League. I want to be, yeah, as James says, minimum quarterfinals, Champions League next season, and hopefully we've got a Carabao Cup in our bag. Even a final appearance, whatever it may be, I don't think we have any any entitlement or right to win a trophy. I'm not saying not that we that, that Arsenal, if they don't win a cup next year, is a failure. No, I'm just saying put yourself in a position whereby you go as deep as possible in every competition. And for me to do that, where the standard goes up next season, I think we have to significantly improve on our personnel. I think it would be a failure if we don't win a trophy next season. And and to be honest with you, it depends how you look at it this season to deem it a failure or not. Because if you if you take into account our expectations at the start of the season, then it's hard to call it a failure that we've pushed Man City all the way to the last five games. But if you look at it from, from the international break in March, right? if you look at it from you know um, our winner after Tottenham or United in January... If you look at when we was in the lead for the majority of the season, then it's, in my opinion, it can be deemed a failure, but that's not necessarily a negative. Now, a lot of the time mm. recently, I've been saying, I feel like it's over. I, f- I felt like it was over after the Southampton game. And, and a lot of Arsenal fans that tend to be on the more positive side, optimistic side, will turn to me and say, imagine the players thought like that. But let me flip it around to the more positive, optimistic fans. Imagine the players deemed this season not a failure. That would be more detrimental, in my in my honest opinion, than them looking at themselves as, as having failed this season. Because you have to use that pain. You have to use this experience really? as a learning curve. Yeah. Yeah as motivation they need to they need to feel that it is failure as much as we as fans will protect them and say it's a young side 
They've only been together two, three years. This is all facts. It's not opinions. They are facts. It's a good but point. They can't be it's thinking point. like that because that's yeah. that, that, you that, flip that nice. Piece. It's a good yeah, point. Man, it's a good point. Fair play, fair, fair yeah, play. It's a good point. It is a great point, but also you have to ask yourself. <laughs> fair play. You know, one one thing I will say, and yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's a good point and, and things like that. But since Nottingham Forest, how many games have Man City lost? How many games since Forest have they dropped points? None. They've won None. every game, I think. They've won None, every yeah. game. They've won every game. Now, uh, in a normal world, in normal football, somewhere along the line, a, a team just drops points, you know what I mean, like unexpectedly. They haven't. You know, and I don't think we realise what, what we're up against here. Like, well, I do. I've, I've realised it over the last few weeks. You know, you just know they're not They're not going to concede. They're not going to lose another game, boys. Chug they're not going to lose another game. I, I, I think, Leah, a, a deeper question is, since that Nottingham Forest game, has there been a game where they've conceded more than two goals? I can't think of a game where they've conceded more than two no, in a game. I can't, no. <laughs> There's a lot of clean sheets in there, and I think teams are getting one. We got one against them, but I don't know many teams yeah. have got two against them. I don't. Think you you, know, you think about going back to when you when we've won leagues and things like that, like and and I'll be, I be I remember, um, oh, we, we we was going for the title, uh, and Man United lost to to Derby at home, and you think that's it. We've now we've got to win the next game, and we win it. Uh, certain times in the Champions League, like Liverpool and, and, and Man United, drop points, and 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 you know sometimes you know you get over the line, line that way. And, and but they've just been relentless. They've just been relentless. You know what I mean? Like you know, um, <clears throat> you know we're looking at it now. Brighton probably like may, may get something off of them, but you wouldn't bet against it. Bet, bet against it. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be surprising. I'm not making excuses when I say this, neither. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they go and win every single game now to the end of the season. If they did that, you know, if, well, you, that's what you're up against. And Liverpool that, that, found that out. Liverpool, oh. Liverpool got Liverpool lost one game last season. <laughs> Didn't win the league. It's incredible. It's Stroke. Yeah, but Liverpool also used it as 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 motivation to get better and eventually win the league and, and also got a Champions League yeah. in the process. That's what this young team have to do as well. Um, can't rest on their laurels and give themselves pats on the back because nothing has been achieved yet. No one's going to look back at a five six year period and say, "Oh, Arsenal challenged the most." They'll look back at it, even if it is one in a five six year period. You know, like Klopp has done with Liverpool as some form of success in what might be deemed the golden era for the club. Um, so as much as I know coming up against Man City, a juggernaut, it's very difficult and there's only one Premier League winner per season and and they will always tend to be favourites, especially with Pep Guardiola in charge and the players they have. We've just got to build and and do what Liverpool done a few years ago and, and you know, just kick on and build on, on the points tally we've or we will amass come the end of the season, the performances we've put in, being a bit more ruthless and getting more goals in certain games. The trajectory's there. But yeah, we can't rest now. We can't think, you know, job done, we're back to challenging because no job has been done yet. Challenging was the next step in the free, in the five-point plan or whatever this whole process is entailing. So I think next season we have to win something. Ideally, that would be the Premier League. But like you lot said, I want to, go far in Champions League. I want to I want to go and win the FA Cup again. I want to actually win something, challenge, all combined, all in one. 
we've got a better chance, in my opinion, of winning the Champions League than the Premier League. I think. I think yeah, it'll be easier for us to win the Champions League next year than the Premier League. I don't see anybody stopping City next year. You know, injuries permitting, I just don't see what they do. How you, I've said before, they're making you be perfect. And then even then, as Lee's just said, Liverpool lost one game. Yeah. <laughs> they lost one game. It might not be enough. Just sign Rice, Caicedo, Vlahovic and get here. <laughs> yeah, it's a big summer big summer and we will it's talk about the summer, summer man. In, in, in shows to come because you know there's been rumours that Kronke is willing to spend a bit more now we're back in Champions League and I think heading into the into the transfer window which opens quite early June the 10th I believe the same day as the Champions League um, final I think that's something that we need to talk about areas to improve on and how much we should be spending this summer now that we're back in the big time the mm. Champions League and we have a challenge inside again. All right, Newcastle Sunday, St. James Park. City play before us against Leeds at the Etihad. So it's, it's expected that they will be four points in front of us come that game at St. James Park, Newcastle. Don't write off Sam Allardyce, mate. He is. Big Sam. He's, you know, he's, as, he's as good as all of them. <laughs> he's as good as all of them. One of the greatest of all time, isn't he, James? <laughs> he's an OG man. He's big Sam man. It's good to see him back in in the league. Uh, uh, it's game. actually great to see him back. I love that press conference. Did you see the way he delivered that Arteta line? Yeah. You know, he looked and went, "Not Pep. Yeah. Not, not, not Arteta. Like it's just brilliant. <laughs> it was just so the way he just looked at it. Like he was just disgusted with what's this inverted the thought of the comparison. <laughs> Yeah, what's this inverted wing-back <laughs> bullshit, you know? They, they're going to get slapped 4-0. <laughs> they're going to get absolutely gonna get slapped 4-0. Yeah. No chance. All that big talk. Well, no we're not predicting that game. We're predicting the Newcastle game. And what's going to happen there? Is anyone getting slapped? Does anyone feel confident Ooh, about it? Because I, I know I don't feel confident about it. That's, that's for sure. I said 1-1 one, one on the uh, preview. Sorry, I've given it away early. But, yeah, um... I I think this game could show growth. I mean, this was a game where we absolutely capitulated last season. This is the game where I thought it was an unacceptable performance. We just, we were out of our depth. Yeah, there were some injuries, but in every aspect, um, we were just overwhelmed and absolutely battered. And I just think it was a game where the frailties of Arsenal Football Club and the team, I think, um, came to the fore. We have a chance to go back there, similar point of the season, and actually show that we have grown and we've got better. To some degree, we've shown that already. But going to Newcastle in this form as well, it's not going to be easy. It won't be easy, man. So it's hard predicting this one because I can see all three results happening. It wouldn't surprise me if we won this game. It wouldn't surprise me if we lost this game. It wouldn't surprise me if it was a draw. So this is one of those really hard ones to predict because I can foresee all, all any three of the possible results uh, come, in, come into the four. The, the thing is with this game is that uh, I think, and realistically, I think a point would be a good result up there. Um, in normal circumstances, I think if you go up to Newcastle, third in the league, flying, and you got a point, like they did against us back at, uh, at the Emirates, they'd be pleased as punch that they've got a draw there. Unfortunately, a draw is not good enough. Yeah, for, for them or for us? For us. For us. For us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A draw cements second place, which isn't obviously what we were going for, but you know, at least that isn't something to sweat over. Um, I'm not. I'm not even thinking about City, James. I'm not. I'm not thinking about City. I'm thinking about just finish the season four from four, or was it three from three? Now, just win all what, your games. Make City that, earn the title. What would you be thinking now if Lee's done a madness? No, but Lee, you know what? 
even forget forget all of that, right? That that's with all due respect, slightly wishful thinking or whatever. If Arsenal do their job, which is win their games, at least at the very least, we take Man City to that final week. I've Last game of the season. Times. We take them to that final. You've got to week. win at Newcastle then, James. Brighton away, Brentford away. Now, no, absolutely. So, but that's that's the one I look at. But Arsenal have shown this season they're capable of that big away performance. So if we go and we get that win and we, we do take City all the way to that final week, all they have to do is draw at Brighton, which very possible. They're a very good team. And suddenly it's, right, OK, we should beat Brentford. We probably will beat Brentford. But what if we don't beat Brentford? Yeah, like, you know, at least you're asking them that question. That's all I can say. Yeah, I agree with you. The dream, the dreams have begun. We'll see it. <laughs> Ivan Tony to win us the title. <laughs> Why not? Um, no, nah, but Newcastle is going to be a difficult game. They're they're in some good form at the moment. Um, I actually, I actually do f- agree with with what seems like the majority. Eddie Howe probably does deserve manager of the season. I think if Arsenal won the league, Arteta would have deserved it. But having just missed out, or what seems like mm. we've just missed out, I think Eddie Howe the job he's done at yeah. Newcastle and the way he's gone about even this season you look at them first half of the season solid defensive unit second half of the season they've opened up a bit more they're a bit com- more confident in the transition in the final third they're scoring goals now they're going to be a threat for years to come you know they're going to be a threat I can really see them challenging for league titles year in year out um, around the corner no one expected them to be where they are this season so I think um, as much as our process is is deemed ahead of schedule. Newcastle's definitely is um, ahead of schedule. So I'm not sure. Big... You're not sure. I'm not sure. I think it's. I think it's. It's nice when there's no expectations on you. I think next year when there's expectation on them and they have to bring in an, a high level of quality of player, Eddie Howe, we're going to see then how we can integrate two or three established, um, you know, potentially world class players. I'm not saying that he can't. But I'm not totally convinced that next year they'll come top four again. I'm, I'm, know, like, it's, it's, it's not I, a given you're, to you're, me. You're right. I mean, you can only get that through experience. But I mean, in the World Cup, you saw the pressure on us being top of the league and whatnot. Newcastle had pressure of their own because they was in the top four come the World Cup, I believe. They had something but, to hold on to. But if they didn't get top four, it wasn't like a, oh my God, you blew it in the same way that it would be for City or for Arsenal or for United. Yeah, true. Do you know what I mean? So I think they will do well over the. But I'm not. For me, Newcastle as it stands right now are not bankers for top four next season. They're not back. They're not guaranteed next year for me. Not nor nor Arsenal going to. Not yet. Nor nor, nor is anyone. Apart from City, I, I will say this with, with Newcastle, and I, I think that Eddie has done an unbelievable job. But mm. but I, I I agree with Jordan. What comes on there will be pressure and what will happen then is is what the Newcastle ball do when there is a bit of pressure mm-hmm. do, they, do they they go down the Chelsea route and, and start sacked because if or do they back him so it'll be very interesting season for them next season what, what goes on but listen they've been fantastic this season I, 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 I think that there's been pressure on them because they did drop out the top four at one stage and you thought like that they weren't going to get it and then they've come again and Credit to how that that's credit to how Leeds, you know. What yeah, I mean? and, and that's what I'm third, saying. Not just get top four. If they get third, 
Yes, yeah, credit to him. That, you know, I think that that I I think that there was even talk that they weren't going to get top four at one stage. I always sort of felt that they would. Um, I didn't. I didn't. And, and, and now I, I think that that result yesterday, the Brighton Man United game, is virtually mm. guaranteed that they're going to get into the, get third. I think, like you know, so um, yeah. as it happens, I think that's done us a little favour. Um, um, no, not the other way. I don't know because. There would have been pre- there's still a little bit of pressure on them to, to get top four, so the, the, the pressure's not quite off yet, so they can relax and play. So I think maybe a good thing. There's still a lot riding on it for them. If they was guaranteed a top four going into this game, I think that um, we find it very very difficult because they'll be a relaxed, very very good relaxed Newcastle side. They're still they're still got to watch over their eye for Brighton and um, and Liverpool. So, um, yeah, you know, just a little bit. Bearing well, in let's, mind, let's, the, let's go on with it now. Come on, yeah. Let's bearing get in mind juice. the time, I've just clocked one hour 21 in, and this was meant to be an hour one. We even got the heads up to make it an hour before the show started, yes. but here we are talking away. I just thought the conversation's flowing, so we might as well let it flow. Let me bring up the prediction yeah, table, Cass. um, with Lee's point docked off. That's what it's looking like. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Is it Look at Turkish. <laughs> he knows that I'm a rival. Even down there, he knows that I'm dangerous. Like, you know, I'm not a scorpion. I'm dangerous. <laughs> Listen, it's getting juicy. It's getting juicy. I, 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 might, I might be 35. I might be getting old, but there's nobody ahead of me in football terms. Not, not Jeez. James, Jeez. not Jordan, not Lee. <laughs> they do what they do. I do what I do. But Turkish in terms is talking of about big Sam talk. Turkish is the big Sam. <laughs> I'm up there with them. I'm up there with yeah. them. Yeah. And no one fucking wants you either. My guy. <laughs> Jeez. For the audio listeners, here's how it's looking. 45, good, 45 games have been played. 45 predictions have been made. I am top on 40 points after another correct score. Jordan's in second on 36 points. That's a four-point difference going into the last four games. Lee's on 33 points in third. Only ahead of James, who's on 33 points by correct scores at the moment after he's had a point docked off for for being late. Very interesting. All right, prediction time. Let's go. Um, Shafro, curveball in there. Now I'm going to go with what I've been going with all week. 2-2. Two, two. I think it'll be a 2-2 two, two draw. Um, yeah, 2-2 two, two draw. Let me stick with it. And Jordan, you you let me you let me get away with it last Don't week. worry. I'm, gonna, don't, I'm, I'm going straight in. Don't worry go about that. Go straight in. Um, I think Arsenal lose this one 3-1. Three, 3-1? One. Three, one. I think Arsenal lose 3-1, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think the, mid, the midfield's not quite right. Um, yeah, I, 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 think, I, I think they'll lose this one. Sorry. Lee, what are you gonna do, mate? You've you you thrown thrown it in now, or you still think there's a chance? Newcastle two, Arsenal three. Get in there, Lee. Come on, <laughs> come on. So far, James, three different predictions have been made. I've gone two two. Jordan's gone three one. Newcastle. Lee's gone three two. Arsenal. So, what are you gonna go if with? I really wanted to. If I really wanted to. I could just go with Lee's results between now and the end of the season and ensure that we finish on the same amount of points. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know that will eat away at him. 
That's cool. I'm more ambitious than that. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Great. <laughs> Super ambitious. And then, very ambitious, I know. <laughs> yeah. One, so there's one. only one person back in the team then, aren't you? Yeah, last time, last I'll time. I'll give it all night. I'll give it. What was that? An hour giving it low. Oh, we're playing well. We're, yeah, Gabriel should be playing. Oh, I'll give him all night. One, one. No, <laughs> no faith. No faith. Well, I'm telling you this, we're going up there and we're winning. I'm going to oh, be awesome, mate. I'll be up there. If we get the 3 2, what did that put me on? 36. I'll be back in it, boys. Back in it. And I will be then going to Shiroi. And seeing Shiroi and getting my point back. <laughs> He's still going to appeal the decision. Right. If we win 3 2, the appeal is going in instantly. You're lucky it's not two points. You're lucky it's not yeah. two points off. So just, you got away with it already. To be yeah, fair, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are quite lucky. But there you go. There's the predictions. I've gone 2 2. Listen, you, all you got to do is stick an appeal in and you get it back. You know what I mean? Guaranteed, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know. Dear Sheroy, and you go, get point back. That's all you have to say. Like, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> you got to be like me. Take the docked points and still take the lead. lead. Yeah. Yeah, this is it. Like, you know, I remember, look, look, Arsenal won the league having docked points. I'm coming back. <laughs> Leeds coming back. All right, people, that's the prediction. I've gone 2-2. Two, two. Jordan's gone 3-1 Newcastle. Leeds gone 3-2 Arsenal. And James has gone 1-1. One, one. Prediction table out of the way. Coming close to an hour and a half. We've got three Jeez. minutes to go. Let's bring up the co comments of the day because I can Ooh. see Jordan's got his book out. So Books here. Books ready I'm to go. Sure he's Books ready. Here. All right, let me go first then. Um, I've got one here from Alex Kerr. Just it's a nice one. He says, uh, gents, I'm not gonna gents, I'm not gonna lie. I was apprehensive about watching this episode as I really didn't want to hear you bashing the team. As like Lee said, they have done so well. I have to say the episode was the best one you've done. The support and in-depth analysis in this was amazing. A credit to you all and right in there and provide I'm, I'm sorry, I'm proud to support Arsenal with you all. Um and there was a lot of one lot of comments that were kind of really enjoying our analysis of the Man City game. Um yeah. thank you. And I've got another one here that just says um Emil Smith Rowe um out the door is a wild take from Tanner Voinstein. So some people didn't agree with Think mine, my view. I think Turkish agree with me as well that you know he would move Emil Smith Rowe on. A few people commented on wanting to keep Emil Smith Rowe. Yeah, I understand. Ideally, you don't want to you don't want to lose a player from Hayland, but at the yeah. same time, you don't tend to build um, European Champions League winning sides, Premier League dominating sides with just a team made up of academy products it's very rare so mm -hmm. i get it i'll get mine in because mine's short but sweet uh mine is from wait now actually lee you get yours in because i can't see well, you I had, um, uh on on um tuesday uh, uh waiting for the uh fan cams and uh, a lovely girl come up and asked for a photo and said oh she really loves the forever arsenal she says you know, you're very good lee but will you stop bullying james you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> James, have you got oh, a sister? I, I, I was, I was <laughs> no, that was back. my mum. Thank you, my <laughs> mum. <laughs> I was taken aback by that. Like, you know, I, mean? I said, I don't bully James. She said, oh, yes, you do. You, you know do. what I mean? So uh, I was told off, like, you know what I mean? But there you go. Like, so I've gone for Spam Fish one, like, you know, when Joe, Jordan said, I can't swim. 
let's hire a boat, Lee Savage. I like that. Let's hire a boat. I've got mine now. Arsenal app said Turkish looks like he's in a hostage video. <laughs> I see that one, yeah. And I'll explain that a little bit. So my little one just decided to knock down my um my tripod with my lights my light stand on it and snap the whole thing. So right now I've just got this light box right in front of me, just pointed upwards. And yeah, I do look like I'm a I'm a bit of a hostage at the moment. But rest assured, rest assured I'm all right. I'm all right, sitting comfortably at the top of the prediction table. Jeez. Oh, he's brought, he's brought that prediction. So, um, he's brought it up yes, again, like, it? yes, yes. He's going for it. He's going for it. He's going really. This one's from uh, this one's from Mac. He says, uh, "Love it when he who shall not be named slips and says Jack's name." That's a curveball. He says, "Reminds me of when the missus said no more kids. We've got a seven seven month old now. Congratulations wow. to you, <laughs> young." <laughs> Congratulations. That's actually a good one. Reminds me of saying no more kids. <laughs> uh, that's all the comments of the day. That's all the predictions. We've just touched an hour and a half. Make sure you hit the like button, people, because this is back to back 90 minute shows. It's mm. a movie. It's a movie. So hopefully you enjoyed. Um, hit the like button. Hopefully we're enjoying a positive result on Sunday against Newcastle. And hopefully we'll back smiling next week with Man City. Dropping some points. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Come on, uh, Big Sam. <laughs> come on, Big Sam. Show us. Show us they're not on your level. Show us they're not on your level. Love to Jordan. Love to Lee. Love to James. As always, this has been the Forever Arsenal podcast. Hit the like button. Leave your comments. We'll be back again next week. Make sure you subscribe. Put the notification bell on. A lot of quality content coming out thick and fast, people. We're out. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.